sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. What's up? Uh, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. This week, we are once again doing... The Wire versus Ozark this time. Yeah. Not or once again Ozarks. doing Ozark. O- is it Ozark? I think it's or... Ozark. Is Am I crazy? Now i got to look this shit up. Yes. Answer your question, yes. I I'm guess it crazy. must be Ozarks. Because that's the name of the mountain. Because I just did... I don't know. I have to look it up, too. I think it's Ozark. I'm standing by... It, even if I am stupid, just like a Trump supporter. Yep, it is Ozark. Huh. Isn't that weird when the area is called the Ozarks? So I guess he picks one mountain range by the end of it. Spoiler alert. And that's why it's called Ozark. Yeah, he just picks the one Ozark. We can't be traipsing all around God's creation uh, trying to launder money. But we're not talking about that one yet. Nope. We're talking about The Wire. Season 1, Episode 4. Uh... Slowly forcing Pat through this season, which some of it you've already watched. Yep. Uh, but there's all kinds of shit going on in this episode. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. What did you think of the episode? Number one. It was great. Yeah. I was a little taken out of it for a little bit because they're, unlike most Wire episodes that feel hyper-realistic, the fact that they happened to come up upon a crime that did have something like a coincidence took me out of it for a little bit, but then I thought about it and that kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, it didn't and they didn't really come upon it like Landsman, the the lieutenant, like found the thing that it was like somebody named D was involved. So I mean Right. It was just like it's random ish, but it yeah. But it, it's like it was clearly not you know, it wasn't this is definitely gonna be related. It was this kind of a stretch, but that kind of thing does happen, so that was my only problem while watching it. And as I sat and thought about it, it wasn't a problem anymore. But yeah, it was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. It, we got to learn more about uh, the, the one detective. and Lester Freeman, we learned more yep. about. We learned more about Omar, the uh, dude who rips off drug dealers mm-hmm. for their stash money. Uh, or their stash, actually, I guess. Uh, and yeah. I think this might be the first time that the, the Stringer, Stringer Bell... Looked like he was like, I think other scenes they they seem to be equals, but this scene he d- really didn't seem to be an equal. He was definitely the lieutenant. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, to to uh, Avon. Right. Oh yeah. Because right. most, most other times before this episode, it's just been like, yeah, they're both they're both in charge. But this episode, it was very 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 clear who was in charge. Yeah. Well, and that like that dynamic plays out more and more as the seasons go on. To um, you you see there's Anyway, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, um, that they were barely in it in this episode. They were just in that one scene where, mm-hmm. where Avon says, "Let's put a hit out on Omar for stealing our stash," um, and we find out Omar is gay, uh, which one of his, you know, stick-up buddies seems to kind of be grossed out by, but he doesn't say <laughs> yeah. anything. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's there's and there's a lot of humor as there always is, but especially. Was like the opening scene with moving the desk. No, I thought that was just a little dumb. It, it was kind. That was, it, that was very funny. slapstick. Yeah, and the, the, they're moving the desk and they're pushing 
opposite ways. Like one group thought they were moving it out, one thought they were moving it in, or yeah, I guess one guy was moving it in, everyone thought he was moving it out. It's just, I mean, I guess there was a point to it too. Like I, it seemed like there, it seemed more profound than I, but I couldn't figure out what the what the point was. No, I don't think there was a point. I think it was just slapstick humor. Oh, I thought there was like this is this is typical of the police. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it could be typical not. of Herc. But yeah. um, no, I was thinking more along where more of when Bubbles and was talking about the the one criminal. He's like, you don't know him. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> that was funny. And then and, <laughs> and then, then like Nolte yeah, knew him, of course. Uh, yeah, immediately and, and like gave his address and everything it was. Yeah, no yeah. heart, uh, no heart, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, gave. Yeah, he knew his address, and Kima was just pissed because she didn't know, had never heard of him. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I like that kind of stuff. I mean, that definitely lends, like, the verisimilitude to it, because you know that's how cops are and how they would be. And I don't know if this is on purpose, but every time the Bubbles gets dropped off or picked up, I'm super-duper worried. Oh, yeah. I mean... Like, there's all kinds of ten- unmentioned tension in their scenes. Yeah, he's... Well, I mean, he definitely lives on the edge, and yeah. they're not dropping him off in swanky air- neighborhoods, for sure. Um, <laughs> and... McNulty might be a jerk, but his his ex wife wasn't especially nice either. Didn't even shake Bubbles' hand. Come no, on. I know. Racist. Um, yeah, I know they had that. They had a pretty big argument, and I mean, you can see McNulty. I don't know. He he's just like fuck your lawyer when she brings that up. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't curse at me. Yeah. That's he's not. Uh, he's not playing ball the way you should when you're trying to like talk about custody of your kids and stuff but anyway yeah um uh yeah no this i thought this was a really good episode a lot of a lot of shit happened like they at the beginning they were trying to uh flip that dude not really flip him but you know that drug dealer yeah. tried to get him to give people up and he's like oh i'll take the time in jail <laughs> so they got <laughs> they got nothing they thought they thought they had a break in the case right right with all the people they picked up and none, like all the kids were like f you and then and then the one that was in the, the like the, the the least secure juvenile juvenile center ever, where he just walks up because he happens to be carrying a mop. Yeah, Bodie, uh, who's one of the pit crew, as we've talked about before. Um, yeah, which leads to another one of their uh, their pit conversations that they have. They did the chicken nuggets. They did the chest. This time, uh, D'Angelo admits to killing this woman, who is the the case that. McNulty and Bunk find out about which leads right into a scene where the dialogue is entirely fuck yeah fuck, it's fuck, fuck, fuck or fuck. a variation of the word fuck like motherfucker yeah. or something but yeah <laughs> which is a, a, a memorable scene and well a, memorable, a, a very funny scene and I think underrated is the landlord's reaction to everything I think <laughs> yeah. how he's just kind of looking interested <laughs> In everything that's going on. Interested and quizzical, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we get we get more of a sense of the characters in this one. Even even Landsman, the big uh, job of the hut like uh, lieutenant, he goes in and, mm-hmm. and speaks up for McNulty to. Uh, yeah, roll, so. that was pretty neat. Yeah. After, like, you know, not being, but <laughs> that's that was kind of a bizarre entry into it but i guess he knows his captain because yeah. his captain was all all for the masturbation humor yeah oh yeah yeah but, you know it's it's locker room talk pat 
We've all learned that. Yeah, no, he starts out with a masturbation story to, to get into it. Um, yeah, Landsman, he's pretty funny. Um, yeah, what else happens in this? Uh, well, we described a lot. A lot was going on all oh, at once. Well, I do want to say, because after Bodhi breaks out of uh, Juvie, um, Herc and Carver go to his grandmother's house looking for him, and they kind of bust in cussing and being assholes, and then... Herc stops and talks to the grandmother for a little bit, and I th- I'm pretty sure that's the only time in the entire series Herc isn't a giant dickhead. Um, <laughs> I think this is the one time he was like a decent person. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Well, it's not that big a spoiler. He's kind of a dick <laughs> all the time. Uh, yeah. Wait, what else happened? I think we covered pretty much everything didn't we yeah well i mean and Bodie. i mean there was there was the the we learned all about how and i feel like i mean i i know i've seen this this episode before but i, I thought i'd heard a similar story in another cop show where um Len, what's leonard freeman lester, what's his lester name? freeman L- lester's telling about how he 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 ticked off his superior officer and he's like so he he I was being shipped out of homicide and he gave me a choice. He asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I wanted to do some place where I'm walking around. So I'm outside. And then he says, what do you least want to do? And he's like, ah, I at least want to do paperwork. And they said, I'm the paperwork. I feel like there's, and he's like, don't tell him what you want to do when you say yes, you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there's another show that had its mate, but maybe I'm just thinking of the wire that, 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 that logic of when you're about to get transferred. Yeah. It's very uh, military. Like when I was in, military i got busted for something and uh and my uh it was a what was it a warrant officer i think was talking to me he's like elliot do you want to be out of the military i was like yeah and he was like well your punishment is we're keeping you in (laughs) it's like yeah yeah but this this is a little bit different than that because it's he (laughs) there's the lie that oh yeah yeah (laughs) he believed that they were going to send him where he wanted to go yeah right right yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's fucked up is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, well, and then Lester, once again, like, figured something out. He got, well, he got DeAndre's yeah, pager from... number off the, off the stash house wall and, and right. called him. And so he figured yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was the last episode where he got the number. Or was it? Yeah, it was the last episode where he got the number in this episode where he calls it. He tested it. Yeah. Um, and then what, one of the old the two old alcoholic like waste oh, of space. Oh, I forgot about that. Then that seemed that, that, that did, I thought that didn't add anything to the story. I well, guess we'll see how it pays off, but they it just didn't add get, much to it. Yeah. They got to get rid of, I mean that one guy, I he guess. got beat up by Bodie. So he's like, he's going out he's, on his pension. He's taking early retirement. Yeah. yeah. And then the other guy is thinking about throwing himself down the stairs to get, Yeah, but he doesn't, uh, unfortunately. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe the other guy's a bad influence. Will be a good cop if he's there by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's I like usually how old people work. Lester, and he's like, I he, like I assumed he was another hump. All he did is play with his tiny furniture. And he's like, and uh, Bump. Bump is like, uh, uh, what do he say? Oh, that tiny furniture pays him more than your salary for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff kind of like. Like they got the idea to clone the pagers because they all use pagers instead of cell phones because they're harder to trace. Um, yeah, what what the fuck else happened? 
Oh, well, Daniels, Lieutenant Daniels talked to uh, Burrell about saying that they need a wire. Um, and that was after the judge talked to Burrell and saying, we need to get moving on this. So they're putting some pressure on him to actually do something instead of, instead of just, yeah, try to get like street level players. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, well, when Bodie comes back, he breaks the uh, CCTV camera in the projects, which is like in the opening credits. That's the only other thing. But yeah, like a lot of a lot of shit, we still don't. There are people we still don't know a lot about, but I feel like they do a really good job of of like character development in mm-hmm. in as little space as they have because they jump all over the place between characters. And character development and story and plot moving all at the plot, same time. Yeah, a lot of shit happening. Um, and yeah, I think like it's testament to the writers and the actors who are all, nobody's bad on this show. No. And, uh, well, the old useless guys are just kind of there, but yeah, they're the, uh, they're the Scully and what's his name of, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine. Let's, let's not sully those two. Yeah. Those not two even. Are actually... Yeah. <laughs> they actually serve a purpose. That's true on that show. And they're hilarious. Um, I know. I love when, uh. I don't know which one it is. Is it Scully who sings opera? It's always just so funny to me because he doesn't look like he would have that talent at all. Um, but, you know, I guess he is uh, overweight, so that's all you really need to sing opera, as far as I can tell. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Nope, me either. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you're enjoying The Wire. Uh, I've said many times I like the show. Yeah, I just want to get you through the whole first season so that then you'll <laughs> you'll want to keep watching. That doesn't work, but I will try to keep watching because I feel like first season is all just kind of a prelude anyway. Like it's good, it's a good season, but it's it's not. It gets so much better. Um, yeah, I think the fuck scene is like the definitely the most memorable <laughs> part of this episode. The the saying fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a sex scene that I remember, but. Um, yeah, there is a sex scene. Oh, there's a, there's a hot lesbian sex scene at the end. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not really hot. You just have to say that before you say lesbian scene. Uh, I just called it, I just called a sex scene. So that's all you. Sorry for being so heteronormative as usual. Always me with my heteronormative, uh, backwards thinking. Yeah, I know. These are hard to talk about, but I want to keep doing them because it's fun to watch the shows. And uh, there's, what, eight episodes left or nine? Uh, what, there's 13 episodes, so I guess there's nine left. Um, so that should take us through 2020. Right and... to the second inauguration. Oh, yeah. Man. I know. I, I'm actually enjoying watching the news for once just because... Shit just seems to be going downhill <laughs> for him, but yeah, who knows? I mean, who knows if anything will come of it? But it's fun to watch. Yeah, well, I'm almost, well anyway. Yeah, let's not we'll get t- into it. We we'll take a break. Um, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with Ozark Singular. Uh, we'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shan Nero, took a 
ages wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's great racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Brian Stoker's creation The land of the Thracians And right back to the start It's gonna take some back with Ozark. So we are doing season one, episode two, I think because Pat and I talked about it, I think it was on air, right? Before um, that we'd both watched the first episode. So we're like, oh, let's do, let's watch the, the second episode. Um, it's called Blue Cat. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't care. Was but, it Blue Cat the name of the lodge? Probably. Uh, yeah. So this, this is a show, if people don't know, um, it's about what Michael Bluth does uh, after he so, breaks away from was, the family. Was it you or Michael Morris who described the show as as a dram- dramatic Arrested Development? It is kind of a dramatic. It, it, it had to be Michael Morris because I know I didn't. Maybe that. it was neither of you. Maybe I'm giving him for credit for something I read somewhere else entirely. But the first episode especially, is, it, it kind of goes off. It's not as close to the second episode, but the first episode when you meet um michael's business partner it's it's like joe it's joe yeah it's it's a very arrested development feel yeah his business partner is joe although this guy actually gets what joe probably deserved to get Uh, oh and he's also more more competent than joe but the same (laughs) true well he's he's good at making money we'll say that i don't know how competent he is because uh he does embezzle money and get caught. So <laughs> the, the the premise of the show, for those who haven't seen it, is uh, he's he's an accountant, uh, and they do they like launder money for a big high level drug dealer, and uh, they get caught uh, laundering the money by the drug dealer, and the drug dealer uh, exacts his rest, retribution. And but uh, Michael, I don't even know his name on the show. Let's just say Jason Bateman. He Marty. Uh, Marty. Marty. Bird, I think Marty, something like that. Berg? Is that bird? Berg, bird, burger, yeah. bird. Yeah, uh, something. Anyway, Marty uh, like makes a deal with him that he'll he can launder like a huge amount. Of, what was it three hundred million or something? Five hundred million um, for him at this place in the Ozarks, which his his dumb partner like gave him a brochure for. It's like a you know a retreat summer area. Yeah, it was just it was. He said it as if he'd been there, and he knew that five hundred million in five years would have been easy to do, and it was just based on a, on a brochure, his, basically. A, the, yeah, his partner described it as more coastline than California, and here's the brochure, and he knew nothing about it other than that. Yeah, and he that's what he repeated to the drug dealer a couple times: more coastline mm-hmm. than California. Mm-hmm. Who, which the drug dealer is like, you already said that, but that was all episode one. So anyway, they moved yeah, to the Ozarks. A little, Right. This is their. This episode is their first day at, at, after the that first episode. Yeah. The first day in those arcs where he's he's looking for places he can use to to uh, launder money and and the wife is looking for a place to to live. Right. So they they leave their home behind. Oh, and he well first he has to pay back the money that they embezzled. This is also also first episode. Um. So he empties his bank account, finds out his wife is having an affair with some lawyer is that what he was i don't even know yeah um, he's a part like a yeah he's a lawyer and uh and she goes to he 
the, the guy that uh, Marty's wife is having an affair with, Laura Linney, we should say, a great actor, um, she, he tells her to get some, take some money out, and which is not good because Marty needs all this money to pay back. Um, the drug dealer finds where the wife is with the boyfriend, throws the boyfriend out the window, right in front of, who lands on the street right in front of Marty. Now, they, then they move the Ozarks. Now we're set up for episode two because one of my favorite, uh, my favorite line in this episode was when um, Marty's wife was talking to him about why her lover had to die. She said he was a good man. He wasn't involved. And, and Marty says, uh, the satisfying sound of your lover smacking the pavement is the only thing that gets me to sleep every night, <laughs> which I thought was like so fucking mean and, but also awesome. And she smacks him twice for that. And deservedly so, but I'm sure he felt good saying it. So this episode, yeah, they're in the Ozarks trying to figure out how they're going to launder the money and, and start a life there. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the setup and, and and the the this is this was an example of a show that set up tension and it was deserved tension because they for some stupid reason they don't leave their millions of dollars in the car that is going to be with them they leave it in the hotel and the kids are supposed to stay at the hotel and watch watch it but they leave and and the unbeknownst to them because they're being tricked by the sons of this family who because the sister wants to break into the Hotel. Right, but before that, we see the maid, the sister who's the maid, like about to go into the room, and the and the, the, the daughter. daughter is like, no, don't go in. So at that point, it's you're it's tense. So once she goes out, and then the boy goes out and gets a free knife from the kid with Down syndrome, that's you know something bad happened when that happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's like classic Greek myth stuff. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an archetype. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, so so Marty finds out about that, uh, goes to confront this uh, backwoods hillbilly family who's stolen I from love... them, who are all quite well-spoken for backwood, backwoods hillbillies, I have to say. Sorry, go I, ahead, you love? I love how he breaks into the this bathroom that they're arguing about the money with the knife open, as if he's going to do something with it, this little... <laughs> this tiny knife that he got from his son? Yeah. And they've all got... <laughs> rifles and shit yeah right or ak-47s or whatever yeah um but he does manage to talk them out of it by telling them about the high-level drug dealer who's going to come after them if they take the money yeah i think that's been the the there's been one scene in both the episodes we watched so far where he's been able to talk people out of things just with you know yeah by being reasonable reasonable or bullshit or talking fast yeah um and I thought this was effective to have someone else who talks just as fast as he does and almost, almost convinces them to do otherwise. Yeah, the, which is the the daughter who stole the money. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, well, another thing that there was a scene of in both episodes so far is people watching porn at work. Didn't know this was such a huge thing in the corporate world, but apparently that's what people do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't quite understand well the one guy at least thought he was alone in the office and jason bateman wasn't watching porn he was watching a video from his private investigator yes that's true of yeah 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 but it, the it partner was, thought it was porn but, yeah and um, it was clearly marked do not watch us at work which you know that's just that's just an invitation to watch it at work as far as <laughs> i'm concerned uh, do not open till xmas um yeah 
Yeah, uh, at first, the, so he was talking to this, uh, he's like trying to like get all these people to take on his services out there in the Ozarks. He's talking to like this, this dude who owns like a storage shed. I don't know, storage lockers or whatever. And mm-hmm. I thought that that guy was at first was the, uh, the guy who played that crazy vet on Seinfeld who, uh, worked for Elaine and like wrote really dark <laughs> shit. Uh, but so I was looked it him up and it wasn't. No. Yeah, I was. So that took a whole, a whole element of what I was able to talk about on this episode out. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I do like it. Like it is good at, at tension, which mm-hmm. I feel like since like breaking bad and the shield and stuff, a lot of shows have tried to be, and most of them don't succeed. I feel like, but this, this one does feel tense. And like you said, like deservedly tense, like it, it, wait, wait! I don't even know. Are there shows since the Breaking Bad and the and the, the Shield that have have attempted that, that have spelled it? I don't. Even, I can't even think. Oh, maybe that Sons of Anarchy. I never watched that show. Yeah, but I, which was dumb. Um, yeah, I feel I like that. I feel like a lot of there were a lot of like short-lived um, uh, network shows that tried to kind of do something like that that just went nowhere because mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't really get the mood. Um, are you going to watch that show that's coming out with Emma Stone and uh, Seth Rogen's buddy? I don't know what the hell it's about. I've seen like an ad. I haven't even seen an ad. I've seen like a print ad for it or an online ad, but that's it. I don't know. What is it? I don't I don't actually know. I just know that those two are in it, and I really like her, and I don't like him, so I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Yeah. it's And not... it's, it's from the creator of True Detective. Oh, which is also coming back soon. Hopefully season three is much better than season two, uh, but it looks like it will be who's in, cast. It's who's uh, in season. Yeah. Fuck. I can't, I never can pronounce his name, so I don't want to say it, but it's the dude from moonlight. Did you see, have you ever seen moonlight yet? No. Oh, okay. It's the, it's kind of, but he was also the bad, bad guy in Luke Cage. Was he? Oh shit. I, he might've been, I can't remember. I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it, that was the same guy. I'm going to uh, look it I up. I mean, right. that could be your, just your racism, but, um, Nope. But maybe, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Man, you gotta see Moonlight, dude. It's on Amazon Prime, or it was. But you wait. Have you seen the Childish Gambino video yet? Nope. It's like fucking four minutes, dude. My God. Are you talking about Ma Ma? Yes. Shali Ali. Ma Mahershala. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in Luke Cage first season. Okay. Yeah, I don't even remember. I I saw that Iron Fist season two is out now, and. Uh, I have no Maybe it got better. That. For I, the Onion headline, AV Club head, headline I read about it uh, was, Iron Fist season two whiffs it as bad as season one. So <laughs> okay. I'm not, I AV Club my... is not always spot on. But no, they, of course not. But I feel like with Iron Fist, they they probably are. I um, didn't. I'm I'm not I'm not all the way through, but I really haven't cared for the second season of, of Jessica Jones. No, it's not as good. I know. It was but this point still the best one though I think the first season was I I don't I don't think the second season is is as good as the first season of Luke Cage. No, no, yeah, because I did love first season of Luke Cage as well. That's true. I'd say Jessica Jones season one, Luke Cage season one. They're both good, but um, I started watching The Punisher and it's it's entertaining. Uh, it's, we started watching it and it seemed like some like right wing jerk off fantasy. So I. I oh, I don't get. It. I mean, that's what the Punisher is, but I don't. I mean, it doesn't. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, it didn't work. It's a for bunch me. of torture, so it's right. It's, 
it's right. It's not any different than the comic book. So right, which I was never a fan of. So I think it's just right. yeah. Speaking of right wing jerk off material, watched we watched uh, Jack Ryan. Is that yeah, Jack Ryan on uh, which wasn't that I thought it was going to because you know it's based on you watched the whole thing. Or yeah, just a couple... well, it's only like eight episodes or six or something. I don't know. Huh. I haven't um, even tried it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like really you know ultra macho jingoistic stuff, which it wasn't. Like it was fine. Um, That's good. Yeah, but I think, like I posted on Facebook, it does bum me out that, like, if you're an actor of, like, Middle Eastern descent, you just, you're going to play a terrorist. That's all, the only roles you're going to get, you know? Well, that sucks, but 25 years ago, if you're an actor, actor of Middle Eastern descent, you weren't you getting weren't roles getting at anything. all. They're, That's true. They were going to Italian guys. And Mexican guys, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that is true, but it, and it then is... And you have, I mean... There are some that are getting like small roles. Yeah, no, for sure. But you know, it's, but I hear what you're saying. They have a yes. long way to go with that. Is all I'm saying. It's, like, and I'm just saying it's it's better, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Like the Jack Ryan was fine. It was not. Uh, it wasn't what I thought it would be. So it was. It was just an enjoy. You know, it was enjoyable enough. Like action, political thriller type show. Um, I just, I, I don't, I, I've heard that he was not a great star, so I haven't tried watching John yet. Krasinski? Mm-hmm. Well, he's very John Krasinski-ish in it. Like, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of Jim from The Office-ish. He's not, like, definitely not a uh, hard-ass or anything, because mm-hmm. he plays some, I don't know, he does, like, accounting or something in it, and, you know, he gets kind of roped into uh this this whole thing because of what he's learned from his accounting uh, anyway but bunks in it as well yeah. which is nice i saw um, that in the ad but uh he was great in the quiet place so oh krasinski mm-hmm. oh you didn't like the quiet place i forgot uh, yeah i didn't care for it so much he was fine yeah um yeah no he i think he does have range in this he's i mean i think he's they set him up to be kind of like in the beginning kind of a milk toast type dude although you know, he was also in Afghanistan, so he did know something about fighting. He just wasn't, you know, he wasn't a badass Navy SEAL type in this. He's more reserved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's fine. Like like all of Amazon shows, I feel like they're fine. They're not. I think Netflix overall has their good shows are much better than Amazon's good shows. But uh, which I think Ozark could be a good show i don't i mean after only watching two episodes it's hard to tell and it's not something i want to binge because it's very dark and tense yeah um but but i I think i I will keep going yeah it's i think the only problem i have with it and it's not a problem of of the production or of the writing it's it's the it's hard to watch because it's so bleak yes there's not you don't like on in the first episode i thought it was going to be more that he was always able to figure something stuff out, but really he just got lucky that he believed him. Yes, so exactly. It's, 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 it's a really, you don't, when I'm watching the show, I don't see a way out for them. So I guess that's, it's kind of depressing, but it also makes it interesting. Well, but I mean, I think there could, I mean, I do think Jason Bateman is really good in it. Cause he, he's really good at that. Like fast talking. Let's uh, find a way to save myself. And, but he doesn't play it. Uh, as necessarily super desperate either, which is good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did like the scene in the strip club where the, the pregnant woman dancing, and then the guy's like, "I, I hire who I want, and if you want to, if you want to launder your money through my place, it's going to be twenty five percent." He saw right through the ruse. Yeah, yeah. Jason Bateman thinks he's just dealing with like dumb hicks, and yeah. and this guy already knows what's up before Jason Bateman even mentions it. Really. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think I will keep watching it slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is how you'll be watching The Wire, too. So, um, I, I watch it at half speed. Oh, do you? I, I do uh, three quarters. But well, you, you miss some of the nuance of Idris Elba's performance if you watch it any faster than half speed, but that's your problem. It is my problem. I've seen it enough. I think I probably caught them all by now. Um, yeah. No, these are... These are both good shows. I wouldn't mind returning to Ozark at a later point either and see what we think of it like once we finished. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's on a second season now. I know. Yeah. It's speaking of uh, new shows, we I sent you the list of like the fall premieres, right? So Yeah, um, I watched the one on Hulu. I d I haven't watched that yet, so don't say anything. Um, I imagine I'm not gonna like it, but well. Yeah, no, I'm. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, I think I. But Sinbad's I, in it. Oh yeah. Well, hey, remember that Sinbad movie? No, wait. They say it wasn't Sinbad, right? What What is the uh, What is the Mandela Effect movie? Oh, it is Sinbad, well, right? Sinbad is in a movie where he plays a genie. Right. And but who do or, people believe it is? I think no. I think people believe it's Sinbad, it's Sinbad but there really yeah. is a movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, neither of those movies exist, but one of them is doesn't exist. Yeah, I agree. Neither exists. Uh, it's not as the one that cracks me up the most is the alternate ending to Big, which we've seen like debated online forever. I think. Uh, well, remember when people used to debate whether it's in the butt Bob was ever played said on a newlywed game? Yeah. It turns out it really was said. Yeah. They well, they found the footage of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was so crazy. Where for years and years, this is an urban legend. It didn't happen. People say it happened. It didn't really happen. Bob Eubank said it never happened. And then they find the the like they find the footage, and it wasn't exactly how the story went, but it was close enough to say, well, I guess it really happened. But here's, I mean, but it, that's totally different in this age of the internet. And like when when everybody involved with the production of something tells you, no, this never happened, and nobody anywhere has uploaded footage well, no, to YouTube. I, well, no, I don't like... think I don't think it happened with Big. I, I right, right. No, no, saying, I know. But everyone involved with the Newlywed game said it never happened. That was what was so crazy about that story. Yeah, I, I mean, I had heard about it. It's the same with uh, the Groucho Marx thing, which he did say, I think, as well. I don't think there was any never question that about, one. The, about the... Um, the woman who had like nine children and he's like nine children. And she's like, well, I love my husband, Mr. Marks. And he's like, lady, I love my cigar, but I take it out of my mouth every once in a while. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem real. Yeah. You know, it was real, but it, it got cut from the air, but it, it, he did say it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I say Ozark thumbs up, obviously the wire thumbs up. Uh, but Ozark is also, um, I mean, it's definitely much smaller than than the wire. There's you're basically focused on him and his family, and now I'm assuming probably the rednecks family as well. Um, yeah, that's coming gonna, up. It seems like they're going to be a big part of the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I can't would, see I them say. just disappearing now. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. And just so you know, Snopes says false about the Groucho thing. 
Snopes says false? Mm -hmm. Oh, I had thought for sure it was settled. Um, oh, well. I guess I've been oh, listening yeah, so, to fake news. Sorry, so, everybody. So, yeah, that that redneck family will come into it, and the it's clear that, that after he, he baits the redneck into beating him up, that uh, he's oh, going right. to be laundering money through the hotel. Yeah, we didn't talk about that scene, but yeah, yeah, that, that set that up because um, she obviously approved of him. Um, the, the redneck called... Uh, somebody a retard and Jason Bateman stupidly got all up in his shit about saying that word. And I mean, stupidly, not from a moral standpoint, but stupidly because he was obviously going to get his ass beat by this guy. Well, I mean, he did that on purpose, though. Right. No, I know. But but it's funny. It seemed like he first said it and it was just like off the top of his head. And then he put it on when he saw she was coming back. You know what I mean? It wasn't like... Yeah, he really he laid just, it on thick, including it, calling him a stupid redneck motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like he didn't start it with that in mind, but no. he finished it with that in mind. Yeah, because when he first started, he just he was just like, "Don't you don't say that word. My kids know enough not to say that right. word. And that seemed right. like that was going to be the end of it, right? And yeah. then she was walking over, yeah. But that yeah, was another they, good scene. He's very effective in this, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see him doing something uh, with... You know, I guess it's he's basically doing the same thing. He's just not funny at it. Right, exactly. Although in the first episode, there were a few scenes where he was very funny. His reaction was pretty funny. Like to his wife and stuff, or to the to, oh, the, to boss. the whole thing, yeah. Especially to the to the the, the, the guy drug the, dealer. the dr yeah the drug kingpin yeah. Uh, all right, that's recommendations. Stations, stations, stations. Let's go. What do you got? You can go first. I had something on mine. I okay. can't remember. I, I have two. So one is one's an audiobook. Like you can get it on Audible or, um, or you can get it from like you can buy it on iTunes as an audiobook. However you get audiobooks, I don't fucking know. Um, Stinker lets loose. So, and at the beginning they they have all these people talking about this movie in 1977 that came out it was part of like the CB trucker craze called Stinker Lets Loose, and it's about this. <laughs> redneck trucker and he has a pet monkey and all this shit and like everybody's talking about how they saw it at the drive-in and blah 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 it was never a movie it's <laughs> not an actual real movie but um this, so this audiobook is supposedly uh a reading of the novelization of the movie that came out in 1977 <laughs> but as i said there was no real movie it's really stupid but it has like john ham is the main guy stinker it has uh, Andy Richter, Andy Daly, Paul F. Tompkins, a bunch of great people reading. And this it. is on what platform? Audible? Yeah, it's on Audible, or like I said, iTunes. You can get it as an audiobook. However, you can get audio. Oh, okay. I think you can okay. find it. Um, yeah, Stinker Let's Loose. I mean, it's so dumb that like I couldn't listen to it straight through. I had to take breaks because I was like, oh my god, dude. But it is funny, and the talent on it is great. And I will also recommend, um, you know. Should I recommend two books? Why not? I, who, who cares? I read a lot. I'll have more. Uh, Mad World, an oral history of new wave artists and the songs that define the 1980s by Laurie Majewski and Jonathan Bernstein. So they, they pick songs from these new wave artists and then they uh, talk to the actual artists about the song. So it's kind of cool. And um, another one is called Our Mathematical Universe. Uh, shit, I don't have the author on me, but it's basically a physics book, cosmology, and, and he talks a lot about the mathematical uh, concepts and things that led to all these discoveries. So, you know, if you're a big nerd, it's, it's very fun. <laughs> Those are mine. Uh, I think I'm just going to recommend who is America 
such a Baron Cohen show that ran on Showtime. It's typical stuff that he does, but it's still really funny. Yeah, I heard it was hit or miss depending on what he's doing, but... Well, there's. I think every episode has at least one hit, though. He plays different yeah, characters. Yeah. He he has like the, the super conservative character, super violent conservative character. The the only complaint I have about the show is he is he is taking out a lot of like Republican idiots. I wish he would take out some like super liberal idiots in similar ways because it would be just as easy to do. Like take the he does have a character that satire that satirizes like like frou frou. I don't know. Like the way he's the way he introduces himself, he's like, "I'm a, c- a cis cis white uh, professor, and I apologize for it," or something like right, that. Right, right. So it satirizes that a little bit, but I wish he would use a character like that to like satirize real people because I think it would be more fun if you were like taking aim at both sides because both sides have some room to be made fun of. Yeah, but that's a very very small quibble because the show is. It is his his the way he embodies characters is so insane and he it's so funny it's just it's great it's I think he's I think such a Baron Cohen is one of the funniest dudes who's ever been around he's awesome and that he gives people enough rope to hang themselves is like... sometimes he doesn't give them anything and they do it on their own that's what's the... <laughs> so he's like Dick Cheney was on an episode he was saying super crap uh, there it's not like it's just like small people it's oh yeah. <laughs> I you think after the like the, the eight or nine years of Colbert Report that that uh, Republican legislators and you know people would take closer look at the invitations they're given. <laughs> well, nope. but they're not going to recognize the name, the fake name he's using. So no, but you, like yeah, this guy purports to be whatever. Oh right, yeah, son. Google him at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have your people do some background. I mean, I. I'm sure that some people refuse to do the show because they figure out that he might not be someone they want to work with. So anyway, that's, it's, it's worth it. Nathan Fielder has something to do with it too. So that makes, he's, he's, he, I mean, basically Nathan for you came after the LAG. So it's, and it's definitely inspired by it, I would imagine. And it's, it's neat that they work together on this. Oh, cool. Anyway, that's a recommendation. Uh, all right, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Pat will tell you the rest of the things you must do. Rate us highly on iTunes and write a review. Yep. Uh, and like us on Facebook. And most importantly, tell all of your friends, each and every one of them, to listen. Yeah. I mean, they're not all going to be super exciting episodes like this one, but, you know, we do it's what we can. Yeah. You should, what else are you doing? Um, all right. I guess that does it then, uh, since I'm under a tight deadline to go put this together. So, Jeez. That's the title of your sex tape. I don't get it. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.